Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, and Exodus, Exodus chapter 3, from 7 to 10. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Exodus chapter 3, 7 to 10, it reads. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I've also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Ten and last, come now, therefore, and I will send to you Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. This is the word of God. We honor it by saying amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy, God. I pray right now that your Holy Spirit is taking center stage, oh God, in this sanctuary. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit is coming upon the word, God, that this word shall not return void, but there will be an accomplishment in the house. Kill every demon, bind up every principality and every power of darkness. And I pray now, God, for the anointing, oh God, as I speak, as your servant, as your oracle, as I stand in this pulpit, that I will preach Christ. And so, God, I pray for the anointing to be released now, as I thank you, God, for what you are about to do in this season, in this time, as I glorify and praise your name. In no other name I pray, but in Jesus' name. And the people say, Amen. Amen. I want to use for a sermon title on today uh, to commemorate black history. Arise. I'm coming out strong. Three points. God has heard your cry. 
Point number two, God himself shall deliver you. Point number three, I am coming out strong. By way of introduction, for more than 200 years, our ancestors were enslaved. They suffered racism based on the complexion of their skin and their physical attributes. History speaks of their plight from being denied the right to read and write. Prohibited freedom as it relates to where to live, what to eat, and where to work. Their experience uh, severe brutality such as branding, shackling, brutal whipping, rubbing pepper and other substance in their wounds, sexual assault, mutilation from amputation, from genital torture and castration. I'm not here to regurgitate the past or stimulate emotions of hatred based on the past. Because we are aware that slavery, slavery has ended. You see, many support Black Lives Matter. However, I believe that it is in this epoch that our biggest enemies are not outsiders. It's not the outsiders oppressing us, but it is us oppressing us. Slavery has been abolished many years ago. However, where is the demonstration of love among ourselves? It is as if the impact of slavery has left a residue and a genetic code to hate, destroy, and oppress one another. What is the purpose of Black Lives Matter when we're still hating one another? Speaking ill against each other, shooting one another, men and women still abusing one another, and refusal and selfishness to build up and establish one another. The question I would like to propose this afternoon is, what was the purpose of the freedom fighters like Martin Luther and Malcolm X and Mandela and Marcus Garvey? See, they fought long and hard to revolutionize the world in their quest for freedom. But now that we are free, what are we doing with our freedom? Black history only makes sense if we purpose in our hearts to carry on uh, the baton. Realizing that we are a continuation of the message of the freedom fighters. Until we change our thinking nothing will change ah therefore i come by to admonish you to arise arise in your action arise in your thinking arise in your purpose it's time adonai ministries to arise it is martin luther king jr that says Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And it brings me to my text and my first point. God has heard your cry. In Exodus 2, 23 to 25, the Bible says during that time, long period, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. 
God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. You see, historically, the children of Israel resided in Goshen during the time when Joseph was prince of Egypt. While in Egypt, they did not assimilate with the Egyptians. They spoke their own language. They wore their special clothing and they gave their children Jewish names. You see, their intentions were not to stay in Egypt for a very long time. However, the Ramesses who gave Joseph favor died. And Joseph, after he died, ah, the Israelites started to experience ah, pain and sorrow. Ah, the Bible says that the Pharaoh was threatened by them because the favor of God was upon them. It was said that uh, by the astrologer that a Jewish child would grow up to overthrow Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh now was insecure. Uh, and all Jewish children that was born, he gave a decree and he said uh, they should throw them in the river Nile. Uh, he instructed the midwives that anytime they're going to give birth, they should make sure they kill the child if the child uh, was a boy. Uh, you see, they gave them rootless taskmasters and they expected the children of Israel uh, to fulfill the quota uh, even though it was unreasonable for them. Uh, you see, when they were unable to fulfill it, uh, what that they did, they took their children, they killed them in front of them, mixed them in mortar. Uh, this is what the wickedness uh, that was happening uh, when the children of Israel went into Goshen. You see, when they went in, uh, God did not tell them to stay in Egypt because you know the story. They went into Egypt because Joseph was there and there was famine in Canaan. Uh, they were only supposed to go and get food and when the famine was over they should have exited but they decided to stay and right there in the midst of Egypt uh, the Bible said that the Pharaoh was threatened uh, the people around was threatened because this group of people that came in as strangers uh, was about to take over because they were multiplying like sun. Ah, it seemed as if uh, if they continued to multiply, they would have taken over Egypt. I come back to tell you uh, that when you find yourself uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, uh, the wrong people will rise up uh, to oppress you. Uh, uh, the wrong people will rise up uh, to destroy you. Uh, people are always threatened by success and it doesn't matter your race or your ethnicity you do something good and jealousy start to emanate even in church when people realize potential what they will do they will pull you down because they're afraid that if you get to the next dimension and you get to the next level they're afraid 
afraid of your success. So they'll do everything in their power uh, to tear you down. Good God Almighty, uh, I come back to tell you uh, that if you have that kind of heart, uh, you got to ask God to deliver you. Because this kind of crab in a barrel mentality came about from Mr. Lynch during the time of slavery. Mr. Lynch decided to pin a black people who have black complexion against brown complexion. He says that if you plant hatred and separate them, you can keep them bound forever. Because you see, you need to understand that unity is strength. And if you unite them and they're strong and powerful, they're going to get to the next level. And so Mr. Lynch plant the seed of hatred in the midst of our community. That's why you see uh, it will take a black person uh, to give their business to everybody else. Ah, uh, But it is said that uh, the money has to circulate uh, many different times um, in the Jewish community. It has to circulate in the Indian community many different times uh, before it leaves the community. But when it comes on to the black community, it only circulates one time because we don't understand the power of unity. Soon as somebody look good, you're ready to tear them down. Soon as somebody look like they got potential, instead of getting on the bandwagon and said, let's go forward, you join the bandwagon to bring them down. But TDJ says, when you try to bring down a leader, it's kind of like putting a balloon in a pan of water. It shall rise to the top. You can't hold a good man down, no matter how you try. Right in the midst of their pain, they decided to cry out to God. In the midst of their adversity, they decided to groan. Ah, uh, you see, have you ever been there? When you look back over your life and you begin to think things over and you see the things that you're facing, sometimes you find yourself at a place when you feel like you can't take it no more. Find yourself in a place of a squeeze. Ah, uh, this COVID-19 will squeeze out everything out of us. It will test to see what is in us because it's only the fittest of the fittest will survive. Good God Almighty. Uh, we face harsh reality in this season of mental illness. Marriages are under attack. There's drug abuse and there's a rise in the suicidal rate. Uh, just to name a few of them. Uh, sometimes when you cry to God in the midst of your adversity, trying to get his attention but nothing happens. The Bible said that the children of Israel uh, they were in slavery for 430 years. Uh, we've been in COVID only one year and you can already see that some people already decide to give up. But I come back to tell somebody these people cried for 430 years. You just started crying. I come back to tell you don't stop crying. 
don't stop knocking. Keep sending your petition. Because God hear your cry. The Bible says his ears are not short. His hands are not short, rather. And his ears are open to your cry. You gotta cry. Cry out to him. Let him know how you feel. Let him know what you're experiencing. Lay your cry on him. When you finish crying, take it to another level. Begin to groan. You got to groan. I said groan. Don't stop crying. Don't stop crying. For the Bible says that when they cried, ah, they cried. I believe after 430 years, they just say, I can't take this no more. I believe after 430 years, they said, we're not going to do no pretty crying. Ah, we're going to take it further. After 430 years, I believe that they get down and they begin to bawl. I begin to cry out. Ah, to the almighty God. I believe that they begin to pour out their distresses on him. I believe that they begin to let God know that enough is enough. It's enough. You see, some of you need to get back to the place where you not only cry, but you got to mourn. You got to groan. Let God know it's too much. I can't take it no more. God Almighty, you said you're not going to put more on me that I can bear. But I think I'm at that place. Good God Almighty, come on, somebody. What are you believing God for? What has the devil struck you with? Open up your mouth. Cry. So when they cried, Something took place in the heavenly domain. When they cried, anybody know that God said tears are a language that God understands. Have you ever been at that place when you don't have no words to tell God? You just begin to cry on your breast. Ah, the, 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 the tears just begin to run down your face because it's a language. When those tears begin to fall, it sends a language in the heavenly domain. Ah, and so God now, ah, got the message. And then God says, but wait a second. I made a covenant with Isaac. And I made a covenant with Jacob. I made a covenant with Abraham from Ur of the Chaldees. I made him. And because his ways pleased me, I told Abraham that in blessing, I'm 
going to bless him. And in him shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. I'm a covenanter keeping God. I'm a commitment God. Once I said it, I got to do it. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter when. I got to do it. Because I said it. And I honor my word above my name. So I got to do it. Gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it, gotta do it. I gotta do it. Ah, so they didn't stop crying. Ah, they didn't stop crying. They continued to cry. Ah, the Bible said when God heard, he acknowledged it. The Greek word for acknowledge is a pig. Let me say, let me do this, say this properly. A pig genosco. A pig genosco is the Greek. It means to know thoroughly, to recognize a thing for what it really is. This means that the Lord God Almighty really know what they were going through. The Bible says when the tears came up to God, he acknowledged it. It means he felt their pain. It means that now he got that they got his attention uh, because all this time uh, they probably was making noise but this one time uh, this one time uh, you know sometimes when you get down in prayer it's only a bag of noise but there's one time uh, when you connect to the heavenly domain uh, when self is slain uh, when you come to really talk up the things and to the almighty God uh, you come to let him know how you really feel uh, I believe this is what was happening with the children of Israel uh, and this one time when they cry out to this holy God something took place in the realm of the supernatural that he felt their pain he felt their pain felt their frustration felt their sorrow felt the abuse he felt it he said I gotta do something about it but what I want you to understand is that even though they were going through what they were going through, in the midst of their affliction, God was still blessing them. You see, we need to understand that while they were throwing their children in the Nile, while the midwife stand ready to kill the baby before it enters the earth how God made it that they were lively so that means when they're ready to give birth there was no time lapse you just you just lie down one two three bam baby come one two three bam oh glory be to God and right there in the midst when Pharaoh is killing when the taskmaster is putting more uh, pressure on them they still had time to be fruitful and to multiply 
What am I trying to say? You see, anywhere you find yourself, when God gets ready to bless you, it doesn't matter what is happening to you. It doesn't matter where you are. God can bless you right in the midst of your adversity. He doesn't have to take you out first to bless you. But right where you're going through, the almighty God Adonai can step into your season and begin to bless you because he's a God that must turn the mess in a message. He must get the glory out of the story. Weeping may last the night, but your joy is coming. You can't stop the unstoppable God. When he gets ready to bless, he can bless you. He can let you buy the house on $20 an hour. He can let you be fruitful in the midst of an unhappy marriage. He doesn't have to fix it to bless you. He's talking to somebody today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is he talking to do? Who is he talking to? Who is he talking to? He's speaking to somebody. Yes, you need your deliverance. You need your breakthrough. But right there, God said, right there, right there. I want to preach. I want to let the Egyptians know that I am God. Even if you cut them down, they're going to multiply. You can't stop me. I'm unstoppable. I'm sovereign. Right in the midst. Pharaoh, you need to know that I'm God. I'm God. I'm God. God will use unconventional methods. Some of you would have been blessed already. But you're looking for the blessing in the way that you always know it. But sometimes you got to say, God, give me that discernment to see what you're doing. Ah, because he's an unconventional God. Ah, And so right there, point number two, God himself shall deliver you, Adonai. God himself. Uh, Exodus chapter three from verse seven, he says, and the Lord says, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and I've heard their cry by reason of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. You see, sometimes when we're afflicted for a long period of time, we seem to think that God has forgotten us. The children of Israel were afflicted, like I told you, 430 years. Their hope for deliverance, Shindema. You see, when you have cried for a period of time, you know what some people do? After a while, they give up because they say, okay, I have cried for so long and God has not done anything. So I'm just going to live. I'm just going to have a pity party and I'm going to live uh, with my situation. Uh, but you see right there, you need to understand that when I begin to look within the Bible, I realize that sometimes God will make you suffer for a while. It's not that he can't step in 
deliver you. But you see, anytime he set it up for you to suffer for a while, you got to understand that God is saying something and God is doing something. You see, the body of Christ has been given a false doctrine. You need to understand that in the fruit of the spirit, there's love and joy and peace, gentleness and self-control, but there's long-suffering. Long-suffering is a fruit. I never understood it when I just came to know the Lord. But you see, God can only get the glory in long-suffering. God can only produce some things in your long-suffering. There's certain things I deny that you got to suffer long. I come by to tell you, the woman had the issue for 12 years. The man was lame. Good God Almighty, for 40 years. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But it's in the midst of the adversity that God is setting you up for the glory. Some of you have been handpicked for glory. But all you do is complain. You quarrel. You fuss. Some of you hate God. Some of you have some things in your heart. You are bitter because of your long suffering. But get up. Get up. God wants to make something beautiful of your life. It's when you go through the process that you will come out on the other side. Some of you have been baked. God's not ready to show you off yet. Let the potter keep you right there. The masterpiece, it's not ready yet. You gotta get down and say, God Almighty, give me the patience. Give me the anointing. Give me the glory to go through it. God Almighty, I know it pain, I know it hurt, but I need the glory, I need the glory, because you pick me out, I don't want to shame you, don't want to embarrass you. Every day when I talk to God, I say, God, I really want to please you. When my flesh get weak and I feel like giving up, but I said, God, I can't shame you. Ah, I can't allow my flesh ah, to bring you any shame. Oh, when this flesh, this armor flesh, make me falter. Oh, guide my will. Oh, God, take my hands all the way. Sometimes when you're in your long suffering, you got to put your body under subjection. Some of you don't understand long suffering because you live in the flesh. You live in the carnal side. But if you want to please God, those that are in the flesh can't please God. You got to get in the spirit because the spirit can deal with it. Spirit can deal with disappointment. Spirit can deal with disgrace. Spirit can deal with sorrow. Spirit can deal with hunger. Spirit can deal with pain. 
come out of your flesh Adonai get in the spirit let the spirit get down there get in the soulish realm mass up them demons in the soulish realm and say God for you are live for you are die is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid your all must the spirit control you can only be blessed and have sweet rest when your all is on the altar put your flesh on the altar put your mind on the altar put your body on the altar put your soul on the altar I said put it on the altar get it on the altar get it on the altar So the Bible says that God heard and he acknowledged and I'm going to run on when he acknowledged what they're going through you see while they were crying God was already preparing a deliverer ah, God was already preparing Moses for the job Moses was already born his mother Jacob had hid him on the river Nile Pharaoh already took him in he learned signs he learned mathematics he learned what it is to dwell in the courts of Pharaoh and God already prepared Moses Moses now kill a man when Moses killed this man ah because he realized that he's not an Egyptian he's a Hebrew and when he killed the man they found out he was afraid that now Pharaoh would have put him to death Moses run away uh, when he run away now ah uh, he was there oh down uh, for 40 years he was in Midian Bishop help me there I believe it was Midian for 40 years when he was right there ah uh, God says I heard their cry and I come down so God now appeared to Moses in the burning bush and said Moses I got a job for you I want you to go back to Pharaoh and I want you to let Pharaoh know to let my people go good God Almighty right there when they were crying God already was reminded of the covenant and God prepared Moses he's a strategic God he already prepared the deliverance the, the deliverance was already orchestrated. You see, the deliverance was only waiting to come into time. Many times when you pray, God already say yes. But you got to wait uh, for it to come into time. Uh, to manifest in the earth realm. Uh, glory be to God. You see, God doesn't measure timing as we measure timing. Because a thousand years is like a day. And a day is like a thousand years. So God already uh, sanctioned the deliverance. But right there when God sanctioned the deliverance. And God sent Moses now to Pharaoh. Because God says it's time. He said it's time. And he now appeared to Moses in the burning bush. Because now he's saying enough. 
is enough. There's a come a time. There comes a time out of nine when God will say, enough is enough. Which brings me to my third point. I'm coming out strong. Exodus 3 now 19 to 22 and I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when he go, <laughs> he shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her sojourneth, her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And he shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and he shall spoil the Egyptians. Pharaoh had no intentions of letting the children of Israel go. You see, when Satan have you in bondage, he has no plans of letting you go. His objective is to destroy you. You see, he had them for 430 years. Afflicted them, made them suffer. Because you see, he put the suffering on them a little bit harder because they are God's chosen people. Satan will afflict sinners, but only to a certain extent. But once you identify with Christ, the Bible says you bear the marks of Christ in your body. You become a target in the earth realm. So he's going to make sure he bring it harder. He wanted to announce to Pharaoh that he is a match to God. So everything that God did Pharaoh match up himself. Uh, when Moses went and threw down his rod uh, right there and then uh, Pharaoh they threw down theirs too. But the Bible says that God's snake turned around and eat up their snake. Because you see you need to understand that in the earth realm there's always a counterfeit to everything that God does. And Satan always want to make sure uh, that he announced uh, that he has power but he has none and so right there he made sure that he afflicted them so much ah that it was overbearing and overwhelming and God now sent the word to Pharaoh he said to Pharaoh let them go but he didn't have any plans to let them go he went to make peace in a peaceable way just let them go now please let them go. But Pharaoh says, no. Every time Moses showed up, Pharaoh will say yes. Then he changes mind. Because he does not want them to 
have the victory. So God says, okay, Pharaoh, I know that I am God. Because when he sent the message to Pharaoh, he said, go and tell Pharaoh, I am sending. I am. When you begin to now understand I am, God is so big and so powerful that you can't just give him one name. Because I am means he is everything. He's your Jehovah Jireh. He is Elohim. He is Jehovah Teskuna. He is Jehovah Roi. Oh, good God Almighty. He's Alpha. He is Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. Anywhere you find yourself. The reason why I cannot go deeper. He has to say I am. It means that anywhere you find yourself in the earth realm. God is so sovereign. That he can adjust to deliver you. You can't just say he's a provider. Because he's also a battle axe. And when it's time to have battle. You can't be providing. When it's warfare time. You got to switch into warfare mode. And God says. This is not time to provide for them. But it's warfare time. Pharaoh, if a war you want, make it start. So he sent, he sent, he sent, okay, I'm going to send these plagues upon them. And notice that now, when he send the plagues, good God Almighty, uh, he send frogs. He send boils. My God, he turned it into blood. Turned the river Nile into blood. He sent hail. He sent locusts. He sent darkness. And nothing moved Pharaoh. You know why? Because you see, when you're in bondage. And some of you young people, you're on the line. And you went and you touched some things that you shouldn't touch. Some of you are right there. Uh, addiction is calling you. Uh, fornication. And, and, and for some people it's adultery. And for some people it's, it's pornography. And some people are obsessed with themselves. But you know what I notice? Is that when Satan wrap you up. He wrap you up. And he tie you up. Uh, when you're ready to say, okay, I want to get loose. He says, no, no, no. Because he goes down in the soulish realm. And he plants something down in the soulish realm. That when you want to let go, something is calling you. When you want to turn and walk away from it. Because you went in so deep. Satan says, you ain't coming out like this. Ah, mandorabo. So what he does, he used the bait of temptation to draw you. He make you touch it one time and nothing happened. And he says, okay, you see, God is not doing you anything. It's all right. Go touch it again. Ah, you touch it two times. Nothing happened. Ah, he says, it's okay. It's okay. Nobody in the church knows. Ah, nobody knows. Go again and touch it. You touch it three times. 
nothing happened. He said, don't you see that they're not discerning in church. Nobody pick you up. Keep doing it. Oh, you think it's because of that? Satan is a shit up. He's making sure that when you reel you in, he reel you in real good. That when you want to go, he's not going to let you go. Oh, glory be to God. If you want to walk away from it, Ah, sometimes you try everything to walk away. Some of you fasted about it. Some of you prayed about it. Some of you, you sang and you praised God. Some of you begged God for your deliverance. You would do anything in the world to say, God, take this addiction away. Take this lust away. Take this sin away. You beg God. But right after Sunday, when Monday comes, you still find yourself watching pornography. Because the demon says, I'm not going to let you go. When the unclean spirit ah, come out of a man, he goes to look for dry pastures. And he finds none. The Bible says he goes and he takes seven wicked demons. Because when he comes back, he's coming in for the killer. And the Bible says the last state of the man is worse than the first. Because his aim is kill and destroy. Oh, glory be to God. But I come back to tell somebody that there's some things that God himself has to deliver you from. It's not about your human effort. It's not about you just trying. There's some things that God himself has to come down and cut it off. Cut, cut, cut. Cut it off. God himself has to go down in your soul and dig out, take it out. He got to perform the surgery. He got to remove it. God himself has to show up. Come on now, somebody. He got to show up. He got to show up. He got to say, Pharaoh, I know you hold them for 430 years. But I called Alpha, Omega, I'm sovereign. I come by to deliver them. It's time for their deliverance. If you're not going to, I'm going to give you a strong hand. I'm going to give you a strong hand. I know the blood of the Nile didn't touch you. The locusts didn't touch you. The hail didn't touch you. The frogs didn't touch you. But I know you prize in your firstborn. I'm going to let you know. I am God. You killed their children. It's time for me to kill yours.
there's some people that continue to send witchcraft to you and your family. There's some people who spend their life just casting spells. There's some people who won't stop of bringing disgrace to your name. There's some people who in the dark are doing some wicked things. But there comes a time when God says, enough is enough. He said, Jehoshaphat, you don't have to fight in this battle. For the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. There's some battle that you can't fight at an eye. There's some battle that you dare not enter in. You got to let the heavenly host begin to engage and to fight for your victory. Fight for your deliverance. Fight for your breakthrough. Fight. Adonai ministries for some things. You got to call on God and say, God, enough is enough. Fight for me. Fight for me. Fight for me. I want my victory. Want my deliverance. Want my breakthrough. It's my time now. I'm coming out. Not staying here. I'm coming out of this. Time for my breakthrough. Yes. Go ahead, God. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're a redeemer. You never fail. A battle. You're the God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. You're the one that showed up in the fire. You're the same God that shut up the mouth of the lion. You alone is caught. Walked on the water. Healed Jairus' daughter. Raised Lazarus from the dead. There's nothing in the earth below the earth that you can't do you alone is caught I decree it I declare it prophesy to yourself put your hands on your head and say I'm coming out I'm coming out I'm coming out I'm coming out Satan let me go let me go I'm coming out stepping out stepping out stepping out arise Adonai arise your victory is here coming down and so right there God allowed Pharaoh's firstborn to die and Pharaoh hurriedly said go but notice how God allowed them to come out not empty handed they went in 
with nothing. And after the 430 years, they came out with something. They enslaved them, wouldn't pay them. But when God says it's time to come out, he's not letting you come out empty-handed. Because when you go in and you win the battle and you gain the victory, there's a prize. There's a prize. You're not coming out like that. But God will make sure that when you come out, you're coming out as pure In conclusion, the sermon opened up with the ills of slavery and its effect. However, Adonai, let us arise above the past. Let us, arise, let us raise the standard of unity and love. We must come to a realization that what Jesus has done for us on the cross, release us from hatred. And our desire is to walk victoriously in spite of our past. Essentially, just as the Lord has delivered the children of Israel, we stand resolute knowing that God has heard our cry. God himself has delivered us. And we are no, we're not where we used to be. Adonai, arise to your dominion on the earth. Because Jehovah has delivered you. And whom the Son set free is free indeed. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple. To bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adonaiministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, six, four, seven, eight, eight, two, nine, seven, zero, eight, right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries. Transforming lives for the kingdom of God.